You're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and you're very welcome back. Uh, John S. Kelly and myself presenting this morning. We thank our sponsors, James M. Nash and Derek Kitchen Design. Well, we have uh, another guest here this morning, um, somebody that hopefully you might be interested in and you might go to see uh, over the course of the next few weeks, uh, artist Philip Brennan. You're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Jim. Delighted to be here. And the reason I suppose you're here is that uh, you have an exhibition on at the moment in the library, in the gallery in Scarif. Correct, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, it's kind of a bit funny in a way because uh, it's, 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 it's second, second coming, really, because... Um, Would you uh, get on a bit better this time? Yeah, the, 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 the story of the first uh, uh, hanging of the exhibition um, ended up rather oddly because uh, I had this, the, the pre- predecessors of this exhibition uh, were shown in Ennis in... Uh, uh, late 2019 yes. and uh, so we brought it then over to West Clare to the, the gallery in Kilkee and then my son we hung it in Scarif and I think on a Thursday or a Friday and the country closed down three or four days later and the paintings hung there for the for the fresh air to see them for, yes. for, for a year and a half yes. so uh, yeah so it was kind of funny coming back to, to hang them up again but um, yeah and uh, so let's, let's, hope, let's hope more people see it this time. Yes. Oh, they'll be here in their droves. Droves, I love that. It's a good, it's a good centre for, you know, art <coughs> exhibition. Um, and we have had a couple. My own son is a sculptor in Bog Oak. Okay, okay. oh, beautiful. Um, that's, that's lovely work. I love to see that kind of work. It's good work, all right. But it always struck me that artists need patrons. Yes. I mean, yes. the flourishing art during the great Renaissance period, as you well know, yeah. okay, um, meant that artists could relax because the money was there. It was being spent. The church was a great patron. Is, wouldn't that be true? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I hear constant moaning nowadays yeah. that you can't make a satisfactory li- living. Get it, living it, is, it, is, it is tricky. Um, I came back to live in Clare. Uh, in, I was living up in Dublin. I was teaching in Dublin. And I, w- I was selling a few paintings yeah. uh, in those days, in the, in the 70s. Came back in 74. And mm. life changed fairly quickly for various reasons. And um, But uh, when I did get exhibiting, a, uh, you know, in a, my first solo show in 82... Um, and that was a sellout, but that was based on a great um, uh, exhibition list. Yes, and and those uh, 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 people around Ennis and around Clare supported me right through until the big recession in uh, two thousand and eight, which really crashed everything. Yes. So um, yeah, um, definitely having you know people who have there are a few people around who have got collections of mine. Yeah. I go into their yeah. house to yeah. see some of my own paintings, you know, yeah. and uh, that's wonderful. But Generally speaking, of course, it's it, it. I try and keep my paintings always at a reasonable price, um, you know, uh, and you'd be surprised. People will, you know, it isn't just rich people, um, you know, who buy paintings. Um, people, I've had people, you know, who would have moderate incomes, but support. Are we support, improving support. in that regard, do you think? I don't know. I can't speak for the present. Everything has changed. Yeah. So really, most people now, I think, are selling online. Yeah. And um, I'm a little bit behind in that, and I have to get my act together a bit better on that. Well, I came out of the gallery this morning, 
having spent an hour in there uh, indulging myself. This is the library in Scarf where the current exhibition is on, okay? And I said, this is an extraordinary uh, exhibition. The, the inspiration for it, I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it, it's, thank you very much. It, it is a bit, I mean, that goes a little bit back to, again, coming back to Clare in 74. Yeah. I wasn't back in the county literally a day or two days. Um, uh, the job I got was in, the God I got job sh- uh, teaching was in Shannon. The parish priest at the time, um, he, you know, the various males that were being employed were all, were all hurlers. Yes. So he's, uh, like, I used to like hurling when I was a kid, but um, <laughs> now you, would, you wouldn't actually put me out playing for anyone. But he, he wanted someone who, had, who had, would bring art into the school. Yes. And literally the same week, he, oh, sorry, he said to me, you should go, you're interested in bird watching as well, aren't you? And I said, I'm interested, well, my life, yes, I said. Oh, you've got to go out to the, to the airport lagoon, he said. It's full of birds. And when I went out there, I met the man who was actually running the Clare branch of what was, is now Birdwatch Ireland. And that changed my life because the minute that this, he, he left, by the way, went off to yeah. Dublin. And of course, the rest of them, as usually with committees, they spot someone who was keen. And yeah. before I knew where I was, I was running basically a branch that had took in Clare, Limerick and North Tipperary. You can't <laughs> say no. I can't no. say no. But due to that, I got involved in surveys. Um, uh, of atlases of wildlife of birds um, in winter, summer atlases. And the thing about that that really changed things for the painter in me was that that brought me to uh, um, various places around the county. You'd be getting 10 kilometres square. Yeah. Like the nearest 10 kilometres square I had to here now was around Kilkish and Killan Lake. Yeah. I had 10 kilometres squares in the Burn and around Shannon, uh, around Ennis. And I got to know a lot of my own county. You, you know, which often people don't. I mean, you might be living in Scarif, but would, would you know anything about up around, um, around we'll, we'll say, New Quay or, or Lupid Peninsula? I don't know how many people I've met who say to me, do you know that, that lighthouse is open in Lupid? I must go. I had never been to Lupid. <laughs> yes. Well, of course, 30 years ago, if you went down to Lupid, you get as far as Kilkey, and then the roads were so potholed after that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that really is where the, the, the wildlife side was always there. That I and you know I was I grew my, in my early teens. Gerd van Gelderen and him and the Butler were on the television. Yeah. D- David Attenborough uh, was 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 already uh, doing his, his BBC films. Yeah. All that influenced me, but um, uh, uh, it it was it was coming back to Clare then with, with that in my bag, you know, with that in- interest, and then getting involved. Um, and I'm still I'm still at it. I mean, I'm I'm a bit a bit banjax today. I was out uh, at five o'clock yesterday morning out in a reed marsh at the airport lagoon. I have a license to catch and ring birds. That is, put a ring on their leg, yeah. weigh them, measure them, um, age, uh, and all that, and then weigh them and release them. And yesterday morning, I caught eighty-two uh, small warblers that go to Africa. And from that, uh, you know, I have that side of it. So I have, I, it's a it's privilege. The, the inspiration. It's a privilege to have them in the hand. But also, it's also very useful when you're trying them. How do you, by, yes. by the way, how, how do you actually, the, and the reason I'm asking you oh, this is that a fortnight ago, we had a, a discussion uh, on the swallow. Yes. The swift. Yes. Not the, sw- the, the swallow, the, the swift. Yes. Uh, we wondered. No, it was we. It was the um, what do you call it, bird, the cuckoo. Oh, the cuckoo, right? Okay. And right. Yeah. We all 
of course, here the cuckoo here yeah, needs yeah, care. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky, yeah. Uh, oh, you don't have to be. You, that's good because they're not huge. they're not doing well in other places. But yeah. we all always wondered, uh, where the heck does the cuckoo go? Well, they, and, they, they, and we were uh, informed yes. by somebody sitting in the desk there that we've been tracking them. Yes. You've been what? Yeah. We've been tracking the the yeah. cuckoo. Uh, catching just like you were catching the, yeah, the, yeah. the your your birds for, and uh, they attached a, a, a whatever you'd call it, Jim, a homing device, device. that's a tracking device, yeah, it's a tracking yeah, device. Yeah, yeah. So they were able to actually he he was able to talk about the the trek yes. of the cuckoo from East Clare. Now we thought that was fascinating. Uh, that is fascinating. Yeah. Um, I mean the rings I put on. Uh, they have a, a, a serial number and an address, mm. and um, uh, you know you you probably have to have the the the, the resources of a university or, or something like that to be actually afford the, the actual satellite tracking devices. Yeah. But the, um, so I'm depending on someone. But those those birds I ring those warblers I've ringed. I think now at this stage after about since 1977 I must have ringed of those particular species of fifteen or sixteen thousand. All of all bar two. There were two casualties. All bar two were caught by other ringers uh, across the south of England, South Wales, Western France, Spain, Portugal and yeah. Senegal, where they spend the winter in West Africa. But the cuckoo thing with the with the satellite tra- tracking is just, oh, that's fascinating. it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. And the stuff that's turning up, the information that's turning up from um, from from um, a satellite tagged yeah. uh, birds are of different species is just Oh, it, it's a, even to those of us who actually think we know a little bit about it. Now it's back an eye opener. Back, back, Jim. Back to the exhibition again. Yes, you, know, you reflect so much of what is Claire, but you're bringing a different eye to it. How would you describe your um, style of painting? Or well, it, it's watercolor anyway. That's the style. That's yeah. the, I, 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 well, I do oils and I do um, um, ink and all the rest, but. Virtually everything in there is is is, is watercolor. The um, the the one thing about uh, that I might be a little bit different from other 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 painters in the area is yeah. that it is the, the, this big connection with nature, and um, it, it is a big thing in it. Now uh, there's a, there's only four or five or six pictures that actually have birds in them, or, or there's dolphins right. in one, there's butterflies in another, mm. but um, and but even when it's a landscape. It, it, it's a landscape, a, a historical landscape. The, the, there's usually more than one thing happening. Um, I do get a comment from people sometimes saying, I looked at the painting and then I saw something else in it altogether that you didn't <laughs> see at all at first go. Um, I, brought, I brought in a painting um, to show the gentleman here this morning. Now, you might say on a radio show, what are you doing bringing in a painting? The, the main painting, by the way, in the exhibition as the kind of signature painting is the one that's on the poster. It's of the white-tailed eagles uh, yeah. coming back to um, breed in Mount Shannon. Uh, the last time Claire won in Ireland, 2013. Uh, they'd been introduced from Norway to, to Killarney, but um, the, the first time they bred outside of, uh, the first time they bred in the wild was in Clare. Um, and, but two years before that, the painting I have in front of me is, does kind of reflect a little bit what your, your question asked, John. Um, first of all, forget about the eagle, there's an eagle in it. This eagle, sorry, this eagle, by the way, yeah, this eagle turned up, the thing I'm, uh, I'm showing at the background is a castle, and that is Dromore Castle, up at Dromore Lake near Rouen. And in 2013, uh, 2011, 
a, a whitetail seagull turned up there in the middle of winter um, uh, uh, during during snowy weather. And um, so that's what the painting is in front of us here. So with that, it kind of ties in a few things that I'm really interested in. It's beside the lake, and I'm very interested in, in water. You know, I, I grew up on land that flooded by the Fergus. Our, our, far, yes. our, our hay fields used to flood in the winter. Um, the, 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 my grandfather had a lime kiln, uh, and so there were quarries. They'd flood in the winter. We, how we didn't get drowned, I don't know. Um, so there is always that connection with water. I live very close to Shannon. I live in Stone Hall, very close to Shannon. The Fergus is, uh, Fergus is one side of me, the, 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 the Shannon is the other side of me. So there's always the connection, but a lot of them have connections with water. The historical side, I'm very interested in local history. And then, of course, there's the wildlife side of it. Yes. Mm. I must say, I love the, 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 the white-tailed seagull. I mean, I know it's, it's the one closest to us here, and it's probably the one most people in East Care will identify with. Yeah. Um, but you know, you didn't take, you didn't paint the sea eagle from the ground looking up, which is the way most of us will see him. You actually were uh, level with the sea eagle in the air and looking down on top of Holy Island, Holy Island yeah. and the monastic settlement is there yes, yeah. in a in a kind of a view that we don't normally look at it from. So, someone said to me. Uh, after saying it, oh, you must have got a drone, fo- a drone photograph. And I said, you have to go back a long way, actually. It was, it was, uh, it was actually, there was a book brought out almost be 30 years ago. John O'Brien, the, ph- the photographer, uh, uh, um, you might remember John, he used to have a little, a little shop inside in Limerick for a bookshop and photography. And John did all the, all the photographs for us. Um, and I, I think it was Sean Spell, I think it was Sean Spell as he actually did, wrote the book. I, I could be wrong yes. on that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but uh, the, I, I did I did cheat because the air the, he had an aerial shot of Holy Island and and I and I have no qualms about using that. Yes. But uh, but the, usually with a painting like that, just like this one here, you 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 would do a lot of sketching first, you know, and messing around, and and and, and the painting could be in your head for months and maybe years sometimes. And um, but that bit of preparatory work then, because um, watercolor paper is extremely expensive. That sheet of paper there you look at it there, it's a big picture, and that would be about um, nowadays about fifteen or sixteen euro to actually just or oh, sorry more, and yeah. uh, that's. <laughs> nearly 20 euro for that single sheet. Mm. So you, could you, you go back to, to, to uh, Jim's uh, reference to, and your own reference to the drone. Yes. Is the drone having... Uh, uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily talking about yourself now, yeah. but in general, this technology, could this have a profound effect on uh, a new style uh, of it, positioning... I, I don't. I don't doubt it. Um, I don't. I have used this aerial idea for years and years. Um, I I've sold paintings of, you know, in the autumn when the red wings come in from Iceland and from and from yeah. Norway, the the thrushes. Um, I have done paintings of those looking down over Shannon Airport. I have. Um, uh, um, I have. A, I have still have a, a big painting. Just <laughs> a big mistake. It was too big, actually, to be honest. And of the the chuffs, the the black crows with the the crows with the with the red bills, with the red beaks and red legs down at Loophead, looking down over the lighthouse. And I had to I had to make up the lighthouse from my imagination that in those days. But nowadays you can have all that material, and it is beginning to appear in paintings. I've been doing it for thirty years, yes. um, uh, you know, and sometimes just. 
from imagination and plus photographs I've taken myself. But I try not to use photographs. Not in the. I never use photographs in the composition stage. Yeah. Um, unless it's just. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the painting here uh, with, uh, with 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 the castle. It's just the top of the castle, and that's from a field sketch. So with me, my field sketches are the key, and then I'll sketch. And then I will, uh, in the studio, and then I will look yeah. at any material I can get, aerial photographs, anything. Now, you know? we're saying to the people who are listening to us this morning, you've got to go in to see this, because Philip won't be back for a, a while again. And there's about about two weeks, you said, Jim, left. Yeah, I think it's the 11th. Of, yeah, it runs till the 11th of, of yeah. August. So and your I've, price, interesting, you, you, you refer to prices that you don't go for the big... Not okay that you try to keep your work accessible and pricing is a factor in it, that, isn't that, mm. isn't it really? It is, yeah. Um, I, I, have, I have friends who say, you know, for God's sake, could you throw another zero on there? I'll be bringing it home if I do that. But, uh, and usually, I, you know, I'd always take maybe a 50 quid off for people. Yeah. And But there's always one or two in that I think, uh, I mean, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't let go cheap. But yes. there's always one or two like that that are standout ones. Um, and, you know, uh, the the, the labour deserves is is higher and uh, you know Absolutely. and at the same time I think um, the idea of spending you know um, twenty or thirty thousand on a on a on a picture um, right okay if you have the money fine but really I don't know and I think those kind of prices are ridiculous but um, I think with me it's I would like paintings to be in people's houses and when I walk in and it's still there in the sitting room. Um, not not in the toilet. It's in the sitting room yes, when I go yeah. back, you know. <laughs> and uh, that has that that that's what that's what happens, you okay. know. Well, Philip, we're we're reaching the end of our our time. Um, we first of all thank you for coming in. Thank you very much. And we wish you all the best with the exhibition. As I said, it's on in the gallery in Scarif Library, and it's on until the eleventh of August. Uh, yeah, and I want to thank everyone who has made it possible as well, uh, particularly the, the arts office in 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 in, uh, in, in Ennis and and here and the and the, the librarians here, and um, um, uh, to my framer Adrian and to, you know there's so many people who help yes. and uh, who uh, uh, you know contribute and back me for all of this you know the family as well you well, know so well both John and I certainly will are, are recommending anybody any of our listeners who have an opportunity to get to the library in Scarif to go and have a look at it and they will John was saying he was indulging himself and that's what it is it's you know a visual feast yeah hopefully they'll take they could, you know you could, it'll take it out take you and it's free it'll, you take it, it'll take you out of yourself for a few minutes it anyway. will and thank yourselves by the way for inviting me here thank not you very at all much. okay pleasure, our pleasure artist Philip Brennan many thanks for joining us today on Scarif Bay Community Radio <laughs>